In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 107th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Out in Los Angeles getting ready for the Super Bowl, uh, working with the Los Angeles Rams today. Talked to General Manager Les Snead. So we're a little bit behind. We're on our West Coast version of the Bowtie Chronicles, but still wanted to get it out there on Wednesday for you all a little later. I usually drop it in the morning, but, uh, you know, the Super Bowl's coming to Atlanta, and we have to get ready for that. We've got a lot of good stories uh, in store for you all. This the rest of this week, and then all next week heading into the game. Steve Hummer's up in New England dealing with the Patriots while I drew the short straw here and got to go to L.A. to deal with the Rams. So today, within the 107th episode, we're going to um, go back to 2015. The head coach had uh, General Manager Les Snead today talking about how the Rams were built. And, of course, one of their big moves was – Taking Todd Gurley with the 10th pick in the 2015 draft. We're going to talk about that with him. We're going to continue our stare-go breakdown of the linebackers this week. Uh, we're going to uh, you know, continue that on to the secondary next week, and we'll do that position by position until we get done here in the offseason. Generally, uh, we usually write that, but with the Super Bowl taking up time, we, uh, we're going to do it on the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. So, Sneed on Gurley, stay or go linebackers. Uh, General Manager Thomas Dimitros down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. Got the Pro Bowl coming on Sunday, and then we're going to direct you to the Cover 9 blog with regards to an update from Keanu Neal himself. And then uh, a parting word for a friend who is resigning from the organization. Hey, let's start with Les Need. Y'all flashback 2015. Falcons need an edge rusher. Dante Fowler goes three. The Falcons are sitting at eight. The Rams are sitting at 10. What are you to do? Kevin Johnson went right in front of the Falcons at 7. The old wide receiver from West Virginia went to the Bears. Hasn't done much, but hey, this wasn't one of the greatest drafts of all time. But here's what Les Snead had to say, the Rams GM, about drafting Todd Gurley, thinking that, hey, the Falcons might pluck him from right under his feet. In the Gurley draft, the Falcons are sitting there. They take Beasley. You get to 10, you, you snap Gurley up. Where, where were y'all thinking there? Because I know they, they were in need. Well, I was a little slightly nervous just because we got a good old Georgia boy. Right, right. We know how it is in Atlanta. It's Georgia Bulldogs. Or, it's SEC country. Uh, so slightly nervous. But that year, uh, you know, Devontae had had a good, you know, good year. I, you, you did know they needed 
they've been on the the quest for the outside rusher maybe since John Abraham shows you how hard you know guys that rush the pass are to find but so you're always uh, you know trying to figure out who may pick we, we, you know we, we really targeted Todd and, and wanted Todd felt like he'd be a, a big piece for us moving forward and and Atlanta sitting right there in front I was a little nervous because of the geography of Atlanta but the uh, intuition and rationale worked out. There's Les Snead admitting that, hey, he was worried about the Falcons snapping up Todd Gurley at the eighth pick. Now in uh, 2015, number nine, who was number nine? It was Eric Flowers up by the New York Giants. And, you know, he since has been traded, trying to salvage his career uh, down in Jacksonville. I believe that's where he ended up last year. All right, let's go to our stay or go. This is the easy group here. It's the linebackers. Not a lot of uh, controversy there. Uh, but, uh, you know, let's uh, let's take a look and see how we're going to shake this out. Of course, Foyer, Olacone, the rookies, a stay. The six-round pick was second on the team in tackles last year uh, from Yale. Successful rookie season, there's no way around it. He played weak side, did a credible job with Deion Jones out, moved ahead of Duke Riley, uh, you know, and uh, did a great job covering in coverage and in stopping the run. He was the one guy jumping off the screen during some of those dead periods. Duke Riley, we have him down as a go. Lacked instincts, missed too many tackles. Perhaps they can save him or maybe the um, new special teams coordinator will, will like him and keep him on special teams. And I don't know how many shots you got to give him, but uh, if they do keep him around, he's going to have to compete like crazy to keep his spot. Kamal Ishmael's a go. I think you can improve the depth at that position. And uh, you got a new special teams coordinator, so... Uh, you know, unless he falls in love with him, uh, he would be a goal. Of course, Deion Jones is a stay. Uh, came back from a broken foot and helped to solidify the unit down the stretch. Sparked the win against Arizona with that 41-yard interception return for a touchdown. Veteran Bruce Carter. That was uh, comforting to have him. He was able to go out there and play and give you some quality veteran depth. In a tough season, uh, bring him back and let him get beat out. But, um, you know, he can certainly play, certainly stack the run on a defense that, uh, you know, needs help at the linebacker position. I'm, I had him down as a go, but I think I want to keep him and at least let him be insurance until, uh, you know, you know, you don't. Um, you know, you know you can upgrade at that backup position. Devondre Campbell, you know, he tried to take on more on his plate last year with Dion out. It uh, had mixed results. He did a pretty good job uh, uh, with his role and, uh, and so forth. So you definitely want to keep him around. You want to see him maybe take another step next year if that's possible. Or he may, he may have uh, maxed out. But he'll certainly be more comfortable with you know, the better health of the team and of uh, those around him. So the linebackers, that's pretty easy one there. We just got one, two, three, 
four, five, six guys. We'll get into the secondary. That's going to take us a little bit more time next week, breaking down the uh, corners and the safeties. And uh, then we'll, you know, go special teams and then slide over to the offensive side of the ball in the upcoming episodes of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov is down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. And uh, today, uh, Les Snead told me that they had to move the practices indoors and with just two representatives from each team uh, inside, as I believe it was the weather down there, uh, to cause an issue with the practice facility. So, you know, the scouts uh, didn't get to see as many players as they would like, probably. But Thomas Dimitrov talked to the team's website and said he was impressed with the linemen down there on both sides of the ball. So he is um, he is handling that, and he's down there with the scouts. It's our understanding that Coach Quinn didn't make the trip this year. Uh, you know, probably real tough on him having to fire so many people on his staff. But uh, we'll uh, see how that goes on here moving forward. And, you know, after the Super Bowl, we'll move into the uh, getting ready for the combine period of the offseason. And free agency decisions are probably being made. Should be hearing pretty much about Alford and Ryan Schrader and some of those other guys here uh, post-Super Bowl. Now, this is going to be the hardest weekend of the year. There's no real football on TV, but we want to make sure you know that the Senior Bowls at 2.30 on Saturday on the NFL Network from Lad People Stadium in Mobile, Alabama. On Sunday at Camping World Stadium in Orlando, the old Citrus Bowl, you have the Pro Bowl game at 3 p.m. It's just the worst all-star game ever. <laughs> uh, you know, they at least will be some guys out there running, playing a little bit of football. Two of them will be Falcons. Austin Hooper, the tight end, and the center, Alex Mack, will be in Orlando for the Pro Bowl. I want to send you over to AJC.com for the uh, Cover 9 at 9 blog this morning. We um, put that out a little bit, you know, um, out here in California, making sure we got our plans together here for the Super Bowl. But we got that out for you. The headline is uh, about Thomas Dimitrov and the uh, being down at the Senior Bowl, cover nine at nine. Dimitrov searches for offensive line help at Senior Bowl. Okay, and we already know what the situation is with regards to the offensive line. The uh, team website does a three-minute and 35-second interview with him, and he also went on Sirius XM Radio uh, to discuss, just kind of restate what he already had said about Dirk Cutter and about Grady Jarrett uh, being uh, the team's offseason priority. He seemed a little nervous about discussing that one. So we'll have to see if that's going to hit a bump in the road with free agency coming up in March. Can they get Grady done, or does he go to the open market? We'll see in the coming weeks. And then one of the other items there in the cover 9 at 9 is you got Keanu O'Neal posting on Instagram, doing his workouts. Uh, hey, uh, he's doing a good job. Those workouts look good. Neal loves the gram. 
Uh, he's got some of his workout videos on there for you if you want to check him out as he tries to recover from his knee injury. And uh, lastly, here I want to uh, I want to try to get um, a, uh, another item here from from uh, Les Snead, the Rams GM. I voted for him to be uh, the executive of the year, but you know Chris Ballard won the PFWA version. But uh, one of the things I wanted to ask him about, I'm trying to get it queued up. Well, I did ask him. But, uh, you know, I'm going to just stall here a little bit and see if I can get to it. That's pretty close now. That's one minute off. Uh, one of the things, you know, coming out in 2016, you know, they ran, they made the move up and uh, got Jared Goff. And uh, one of the things was people compared him and his build to Matt Ryan. So, um, you know, we were able to ask uh, less about that here today. And uh, I'm going to play probably more than I need to of this. Uh, we'll let it go until it gets to the point about him talking about Matt Ryan. Uh, you know, he sat down with his local media and, you know, your guests here in Southern Cal to talk all things Super Bowl, all things roster building. Heading into the Super Bowl week, they know they got to get stuff taken care of before they get to Atlanta. But I wanted him, I asked him, hey, how much Matt Ryan did he see in Jared Goff? You know, he was part of the team to help uh, the Falcons take Matt Ryan. Here he is. You got that much more experience and probably better chance to succeed. How much of uh, Matt Ryan did you see in Goff? Some people were comparing them. Uh, body types. Um. I, it, it, I do think they were they were two different QBs. Uh, body type probably, you know, similar. So I'm a huge Matt Ryan fan. Wouldn't be here at all today without without Matt. What I what you did know about Matt is the way he leads, uh, the way he goes about his business. Uh, you. You learn that okay, that's very important. And Jared had a lot of those those same qualities. Probably two different skill sets, two different, you know, but similar body types and 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 one of the similarities probably being uh, that you respected because in the NFL, very rarely are we Clemson or Alabama and we show up and we're better than everybody. Usually, it's pretty equal, and there's a fine line between who's better and not. And in both Jared and Matt, Matt taking BC, Jared and Cal, and kind of taking over programs where you, in their conferences, they don't outman people, and they both had success—not let's call it national championship success—but wow, that that's similar to what you're going through in the NFL, in that you're showing up, you're trying to win a game, you're trying to beat people sometimes who are who are you know better than you in terms of the overall talent and. And, and that's that's one of the I guess that's one of the similarities that you drew upon. There it is, Lesson, uh doing a good comparison of Matt Ryan and Jared Goff for us. We really appreciate uh Les and uh, the Rams staff will be out here the rest of the week getting stories uh for the Super Bowl and for you all exclusively on AJC.com. Uh just gonna close with a note and acknowledge uh the fine work 
If Brian Kearns on the PR staff over the last 12 years, uh, I was covering the Arena Bowl team when Kearns was the PR guy over there. I was his only person. Uh, but, you know, we worked together back when Matt Nagy was the Arena Bowl quarterback. And then he moved over to the team, the parent team, the Falcons, and uh, did an admirable job for 12 years helping the media in and around Atlanta better do their jobs in the face of a changing landscape where the teams want to cover themselves now and also they own their own TV network. But, uh, you know, some people are professionals and professionals uh, end up landing on their feet. But he resigned, he announced on Twitter on Tuesday, and we certainly wish him the best in all of his future endeavors. So with that, adieu to Mr. Kearns. We're going to sign off here from the 107th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. You all take care, rest up, get ready for a fun Super Bowl week, and have a great rest of this week. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.